0: Welcome back, everybody, to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, I hope you like my new glasses. Joining me, as always, Mr. Andy Molitor. His keyboard is clean. His microphone, not so much. Andy may have
1: kissed his microphone before the show. I, really I was te- testing, testing, siplets, siplets, Um, Yeah, we're back. I'm back. I do a golf show yesterday. A lot of fun. That is Man, what what am I thinking? I didn't have a, add a golf section today. I talked a big game about that Monday. I'll talk at the end. You know where it says give a thumbs up on the sidebar here? And if you're listening to this a podcast, you don't know what we're talking about. But Dan makes some nice little uh, graphics on the side. I will talk about my golf outrights very briefly. But we'll start in the NFL. where, And Dan had asked about this. And uh, I'm under the assumption week 18 is the same. Until it's not. It's Wednesday now. At this point, you were teams are doing not. I mean, we're past walkthrough days. We're at full practice. Teams are preparing for the teams that are on their schedule for this weekend. I guess like that's what we're doing. So I'm I'm not 100 sure if the league is going to move around the Bills game later on. If we're going to push the playoffs back, I don't want to sit there and speculate. That's what your timeline on Twitter is for. Reading a million different. And and what if we DM did? Yeah. You know, what if we did this? I'm like, I, it's all moot until they do something. But I will say, and I mentioned this too off the air, some people have done the legwork and proven that there is no combination of wins, losses, draws, or anything that can make the Bills and Bengals game meaningless. So I feel like they it have matters. to find a way to play that. So I would love to see the NFL just come up with something. I don't envy them. But at the no. same time, I hate the NFL, uh, and I mean, like Troy Vincent carrying the water. No, we didn't say five minutes. Well, you didn't not say five minutes. So the the you know the people in the field had to do something, and I'm sure Goodell was watching Monday Night Football. So they didn't make the call.
0: Yeah. I look forward to some sort of oral history or recap of what actually happened because. It's hard for me to think that the two coaches of those teams actually have kind of the unilateral power to do what effectively they did. For the two of them to agree to tell everybody to get off the field, I think that really put in motion what they should have done. Obviously, it makes a ton of sense that they don't play that game. But I do wonder if, again, they have kind of that power to effectively end the game at that point. I can't wait to see what all the ramifications what actually happened. That's going to be a wild, you know, 10-part Netflix series in about a month.
1: And as, as Dan's pointing out, the refs are going to get thrown under the bus. I feel bad because I feel like the refs are just sitting there waiting for someone to tell them otherwise. Like their employees they are like, well, normally after a bad injury, we have we take this little time. Everyone has a little bit of time to prep and we restart the game. And they're just sitting there waiting for a call from Vincent or Goodell or some league rep saying, like, please don't restart this game quite yet. We can't just go right back into football while the ambulance is still outside of the stadium and they never got that call. So then, um, things got set into motion. So vis-a-vis the NFL is still to blame. I'm sure they'll screw this up somehow uh, when we end up playing this game again, but it will be uh, football this weekend. Yeah. I, I, I'm assuming they, it would be so crazy if they just ended up canceling this week or pushing this week back this late in the game. So I think we'll have week 18, as normal as normal as it can be, some very important games, and some very weird games. So I ended up, uh, I ended up on a teaser here, and there was a couple other teasers. You know what? The Bills are in a teaser zone too, and teasers have been better at the end of the year when lines have become more efficient. As is how long teasers work, they prey on the efficiency of the market, which is uh, the opposite of how most betting works, but. They do work better at the late, late in the season apparently. It's been going well. I am very reticent to put the Bills into a teaser though. I don't know where their head is at. Uh, they haven't really practiced yet. They're you know it's very tough to actually even handicap or, or look at betting into that game. I will be betting some other ones and the Chiefs and Browns are two that do fall into that long teaser zone. The Chiefs being bet down through the 3 and the 7 getting them down to minus one and a half in a, in a road game. But this is a spot where they're clearly much, much better. And if you want to bet the, the chiefs, this might be the way because the chiefs straight up don't cover football games. They win. They're very live for the one seed, but they don't seem to cover football games. Uh, I know some places have this up at like eight and a half, nine, eight and a half. It's still a long teaser. You can take that. So I got this when it was seven and a half yesterday I'm not sure um, if there's news that's going to keep pushing this up, but uh, I'm, uh, yeah. And as Patrick's saying, I'm going to go out on a limb and say Stidham won't repeat that performance. I'm with you there. So, Jack and Jags are a bit of a consideration. Yes, Soccer Picks Club, that's another one. These ended up being my two favorite. I'll probably have some more, uh, but yeah, and the Browns as well. That's just a really low total game against Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh's winning games. They're just not scoring points. Like, honestly, Cleveland might have to get to 14 to cover this. Maybe not even. Kenny Pickett's been okay. He won the game, but it's not like he had a great stat line. And it's not like the offense played incredibly well. This Chiefs defense is playing well. Excuse me. This Browns defense is playing well. And if we start to see any hope of a glimmer of some sort of connection between Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper, the Browns, you know, way too little too late, but. What we saw, you know, in that game against a tough defense in Washington, kind of has to have the Cleveland faithful hopeful for the beginning of next year, because you're finally going to get what you, you know, you sold your soul for in, in a good quarterback. So, looking for the Browns to keep it close, maybe even win this game. And that is my teaser of the week of the year. I'll have some other bets. Drew and I will do some deep diving tonight.
0: I, I like all that. I, again, I think that Cleveland leg is really, really nice. He said, like mm-hmm. low total. It's a divisional matchup. And I guess the teasers are more uh, have better return as the year goes on because the lines are more accurate. So yeah, no it, exactly. Deal?
1: I think I think early in the season, if if the lines are less efficient, then I mean, if the line shouldn't actually be seven and a half, then the seven and the three don't have the same kind of value as right. if the line should be seven and a half that's what the that's what the median number actually should be so yeah the more efficiency i think is better for these and i'm going to take that into account i think my long teasers will be bet lighter at the beginning of the year and i'll ramp up the units as it goes throughout the season
0: yeah again that makes a lot of sense because a lot of the long teaser math too you're looking at closing numbers anyway so you're seeing kind of a high efficiency and like you said it gets efficient it gets more efficient as we go through the year and I wonder if the last week maybe might be an outlier because you have games that don't matter and some of the kind of the goofy rest spots. I guess maybe that's the only thing I I might make me a little hesitant.
1: Yeah, I did worry a little bit about that on some of these, but despite Cleveland being eliminated, it's still a a game they want. There's quotes from uh, Miles Garrett saying they want this game. They want to knock their rival out of the playoffs. And, you know, Pittsburgh's playing for something, but they're just not that good.
0: So we'll see. Again, fingers crossed. I think we'll have football this week. Again, send all your thoughts, prayers, positive vibes to Mr. Hamlin and his family. You know, no news I assume is is not bad news, and that's always good.
1: And I did I did mention this in the chat too, but they're going to have to figure out another charity because, like, I'm sure those kids are great, but they don't need five that's million dollars. They don't need five million dollars for the toys. Yeah, we need to find out find out what else. What else it could be like this, a
0: toy endowment and you buy toys yeah, every year with the interest at this yeah, there's point.
1: just $10 million worth of toys sitting in a vault somewhere. But uh, it's, uh you know, like it, it's a lot because I think it was just for like a small, you know, a daycare center. The The original, um you know, the original goal was like $2,500. So am going to have to see what else uh, him and his family were, what kind of causes they were into and start funneling some money to some other charities because it's a shitload of money that everyone raised for that one
0: again kudos to everybody that's really great um but we move forward the national basketball association now andy there are 12 games tonight i guess you can already see the board but why don't we pretend you can't well how many bets do i have in 12 games
1: oh like seven no one one (laughs) i I did it wrong Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. three you were close three seven was uh, your second guess was better but yeah just three looks tonight in the association um man i feel lucky last night was great um Shea Gilders Alexander uh, goes from not on the injury report at all to announced out about an hour or so before the game, and who cares? The Celtics are just clearly not as good as the Oklahoma City Thunder. The Thunder put up 150 points. I assure you that was not what I expected, but it's always better to be lucky than good, Andy.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, everybody just bellyaching about SGA and then best Thunder game in two years? (laughs) Longer?
0: It's... It has to be. I, I can't think yeah. of a, a win They could ever. I can't, I'm not sure they've ever scored 150 points. I haven't looked it up, but that's got to be the most points the Thunder have ever scored. Yeah. I love it.
1: Um, it, Ooh, it looks, yeah, it. I'm, I'm, I'm looking back as, as the Supersonics, they did outscore this, but 150 is the most since they've been in the, uh, in the, the, city, what do you of call it? the city of Oklahoma City. They did get to 149 previously, but that took two overtimes. This is regulation, folks. So, a lot of these other games where they scored a buck 50, I mean, the, the one the record is 154. That was five overtimes. Little different. This is just an absolute drubbing.
0: That's what we like. Again, should have sprinkled the money line, but I digress. Let's talk into actual basketball that's happening today a spread, a team total, and a total. Uh, we'll start with our Orlando Magic. We bet the Thunder last night. We're going against him tonight. Um, A very strange back-to-back spot. The Thunder again off that huge performance last night. Have to fly to Orlando to play tonight, and then they come back home to play another game on thursday these have been really tough spots for a team again not only the back-to-back home and then road but again not even stand on the road the home road and kind of coming back have been really funky for these teams you know maybe shake gildress alexander plays maybe he doesn't again if he was too sick to play last night it's hard for me to think he'll be that much better today um I just really like this Magic team. Whether Shea Gilbert's Alexander plays or not, I like this number. You know, With Shea in, I have the Magic about three, three-and-a-half-point favorites with them out. It looks much better for Orlando here. So uh, the Magic, again, maybe missing a few pieces still without Jalen Suggs. Um, not sure Wendell Carter Jr. is back yet. But, again, when they have point guards, when they have Paolo Bancaro, it's a great team. So um really like the Magic here, minus two. Um, next up, the Spurs. Team total under 108-and-a-half. Um, the Spurs here, big, big underdogs, the next, Nine and a half point favorites at home. And the Knicks have been one of those teams, you know, in general, blowouts are good for overs. When teams win by a ton, these games get really out of control kind of in the second half, but not Knicks games. When the Knicks really beat up on some of these bad teams and put somebody away by 15-20 points, they generally do it through defense. Um, had the Spurs here closer to 106 myself, make some tweaks again, look at it kind of the way the Knicks have played some of these teams at home. I think there's some great value here on the Spurs team total under 108 and a half, and then the Nets, Bulls under again. I know that. Nets totals were a little bit rough, but they've been better this year, and overs were hot, but that has cooled out. If you look for like the last three, four days, pretty much even footing, the peak in shooting percentage for the league, the peak in offensive efficiency that we saw has kind of started to teeter back down towards season averages, so – don't be afraid of betting unders. Again, they can be still tough, especially if, on a Nets team that can put up a lot of points. But um, these two teams generally play each other pretty tough. Um, the pace of this game, I expect to be very slow. And the Nets, again, have been a much better defensive team. And I think people have realized they've really done a good job um, against some of these teams that don't have enough dynamic scores or shooting. And the Bulls don't really want to shoot three-pointers. Zach Levine has been good, but I think still not right there. I had this total myself closer to 230, 231. So i to take under 230. 36 or lower. So give me the Magic minus two. Spurs team total under 108 and a half, and the Nets Bulls under 236.
1: Oh uh, Bulls! The Bulls! The Bulls! To bulls! I'll bet the Magic. I'm just Drew just posted his uh, his fatigue thing. Um, I'm looking. Ooh ooh! Sacramento's the beam. The beam is tired tonight. Did you see it's a, that? It's C- an awful CJ spot said, for Sacramento. Yeah. Maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm adding maybe I'm adding to my NBA card. Who knows? I don't usually do that. I I don't. Yeah, bet but they'd have to
0: bet on the Hawks. Although I like yeah. uh, it's Dan's revenge prop angle. There is interesting. Uh, Herter definitely could want to play well against his own team. I'm not sure if he played in their last game, so it could be up tonight. I'm not. I think a hmm, revenge game.
1: A little bit of a revenge game, and you know what is a revenge game? East Carolina. God, they hate UCF. I don't know that for a fact. <laughs> I just wanted to segue to college basketball where I'm betting on the Pirates of Greenville. This is a team. um, Not again. Hey, hey, just just comes to the territory. Not a great team. Not a great team. Middle, middle of the pack team. We only bet on bad teams. Yeah. They they are 10 and five. The thing is that UCF is kind of a good team, but this is a, this is a bad team. that plays pretty decent defense, especially for the league, Um, their league, their offense. Isn't great. They haven't been the best of offenses, but they get to the line a ton and they get a ton of, uh, offensive rebounds. So extra chances, extra chances against a team that hasn't been good at, uh, keeping people from getting offensive rebounds. I don't know if it's a, maybe I should look at the heights of these front courts and see if we just don't have the right big guys. Um, to take care of business, but so far UCF is kind of, that's been a weakness compared to a strength 3 East Carolina. So looking for the pirates to get a ton of extra possessions and they're getting a fair amount of points in this one. This is something that I would make. I don't, I'd have to look much less than six. I think I have this at, at three and a half or four. I'm usually off by a few points on some of these and I don't care. You can say you're off by too much and I'm, I don't give a bleep. That's where I have the number. So I think this is a closer game despite and it is. It is a home game for East Carolina. So taking a home dog here. And then in the other one, up in the Missouri Valley Conference, the Racers. And we're going through it. We're going through a little stretch here where I know all the mascots. This is going to be easy for me. So the Racers, um, another team that's, again, middle of the pack, playing a better team in the Bradley Braves. But We are in conference play now where things get a little tighter. The Braves turn the ball over a S-load. I think they're about three hundredth in the country as far as taking care of the ball. That's not going to get you. Uh, that's not going to get you places. You know, it's a good team. The defense is very good. Honestly, they're able to limit teams. They beat Illinois. Illinois Chicago is a bad, bad, bad team. They held them to forty-five points. They held Merrimack to forty-one. They, I mean, they can absolutely stifle some of these teams. I think we end up seeing Murray State get into the sixties here. Keeping this close. This is another one where I think these teams should be uh, a little closer. And this is another one, a home dog for me. They're a team that gets to the line plenty. They're a team that can't shoot a three, but otherwise their offense isn't horrid. So Murray State getting the five at home and in a horribly dry county. Murray State isn't a dry county. I didn't know that was a thing anymore. It's like Dukes of Hazard stuff. Like you get oh, county oh oh
0: god. I didn't read that the right way the first time, but uh, I was still a little distracted because, Andy, I did give away your college betting basketball, your college basketball betting system yesterday. I don't know if you heard the show. Basically, bad teams with funny names. Take them yeah. all the time.
1: I, I mean, I'm pretty Murray, sure it's that simple. Murray's not a funny name unless you're talking about, like, Brian Doyle Murray or his it's brother Bill. Yeah, East it's, Carolina's it's pretty,
0: not very funny either.
1: I know, but they're the Pirates.
0: That is fun. I mean
1: – I guess it's a coastal, it's a coastal area, but I uh, don't. You don't hear about the Pirates of the Carolinas. That's th- there's not a ride at Disney called the Pirate of, Pirates of the Carolinas, guys. So I don't know. Either way, let's head to let's head to real real pirate country. Why would I list I Brian Doyle before Pirates, Bill? <laughs> Brian Doyle's hilarious. Um, WTA. <laughs> I'm going to check. Is there just one sheet of these today?
0: Just just uh, one sheet today. We have got I four picks all over it. Oh, you'll be just fine. We're still down under tennis, is chugging along. Got our big underdog last night. marta Kostyuk took care of business against Elena Rybakina. That was lovely because our other play blew a 5 0 lead to tiebreaker and just quit on us and didn't have the politeness to actually just quit the match so we could void our bets. But I digress. Four picks, a couple tonight, and one actually will be tomorrow. We'll start at Adelaide. Um, Mentioned this one yesterday. Zheng Quin Yen. Queen Zhang, as you may remember her from last year, one of our favorite players They get a chance to bet on her again this week. Um, she does play tonight, and this number has moved a little bit on us. Um, it was minus 130 yesterday. I'm actually looking at minus 155, which is pretty close to my number of minus 160. Pay attention if it does, if you didn't grab it yesterday, if it does bounce back to the minus 140, even minus 145 range, honestly, go ahead and scoop some money line there. I avoid the spread. Um, she generally plays very tight matches, a lot of three setters a lot of overs, but should be able to take care of Victoria as a ranker, who, as I mentioned yesterday, um, just not the same player as you know she is known for being the former Grand Slam champion, nowhere near that quality of player. Um, Zhang, one of my absolute favorite young players, as I'm sure you guys know by now. So happy to take her. Um, put minus 140 up here, but even minus 145 is okay. And then my favorite player, Arena, the Amazonian Warrior Princess. Sabalenka, a short favorite here against Marquetta Vondrasova. Sabalenka had a great comeback win against Lidmila over the favorite to win this tournament yesterday. Um, Vondrasova, uh, French Open, Uh, Second place finish, a really good player on clay and some of these slower hard courts, but that's what we have here. We have pretty quick hard court. I think the market's just uh, overrating kind of the last month where she's been great. I think she's won, you know, 10, 11 matches on hard courts, only lost one or two, but not one single marquee win in that run. Um, you know, beating some okay players, but no one, you know, really that I respect, not even close to the level of Sabalenka, who, again, is one of the 10 best players in the WTA here. So um, this will be by far the most difficult opponent Vondrasova has uh, played during this big run. And I'm happy to take Sabalenka. She's comfortable down here, loves these fast courts, allow her it allows her to quicken points and really take advantage of her power and her comfort at net. So give me Sabalanka here, minus 125 or better. And then in New Zealand, um, two underdogs. Both of these will be tonight. By the way, Sabalanka will be tomorrow. So Zeng tonight, Savalanka tomorrow. Um, and in Auckland tonight, Kuzmova and Bonaventure. Um Victoria Kuzmova, a very solid player, had a really tough year last year, but spent the last couple months working herself back into some form, picked up a, an injury about two weeks or so ago, but has clearly shaken that off as she's able to qualify for this tournament. Um, I don't think she's dropped a set here yet, honestly. Goes up against Emma um, Raducanu, who's a very solid player, but – some of the generally hasn't done as well down under doesn't have you know quite the experience here i have this match much closer you know emma here is a minus 220 225 favorite kuzmova i think anything plus 170 better looks good i had this closer to plus 150 on kuzmova so happy to take the qualifying underdog as she continues to kind of have a nice street here at this event and then another underdog and this is again an outright bet we had i'm happy to double down yasley bonaventure goes up against rebecca marino and when you look at both last year, you know you can see maybe in the season total stats why Marino might be a short favorite, but as you kind of hone in on that. The level of competition's pretty much the same. The hold serve is the same, but Bonaventure doing a better job. And a metric I call average games red, basically, where instead of looking at a whole break, I'm trying to figure out on average how many games you're beating or losing to opponents by. And um, Bonaventure has some really nice numbers in that, especially the last couple months as she's worked her way back. into injury has done really well at some low level tournaments. And again, has blown through qualifying. Looked great in her first match here, and I have this match pretty close to a pick 'em, honestly. So Bonaventure plus 120, plus 130. There's a plus 140 out there right now it all sounds good to me so two short favorites in adelaide and two underdogs in auckland
1: you ever see that commercial with uh kevin hart where he talks about the overdog that's not a thing it just bothers me to no end i just don't (laughs) think i i just don't think i'm a huge kevin hart guy
0: he kind of bothers me i'm not really sure he reminds me um oh i can't think of the guy's name very annoying but anyway at some point he didn't really that's I don't really have anything to say until I can figure out what his name is. But again, it's... We'll figure it out. He's just annoying. I'm done with Kevin Hart. That's just... That's enough. Go away.
1: Fair enough. And I I did forget. I feel bad. I'm going to go back. I did forget to mention Joel Murray, another terribly funny Murray, and another brother of the before-mentioned aforementioned Bill and Brian. He, of course, was the voice of Chester Cheetah for a decade or better, and... Played Freddie Rumson, the drunk guy from Mad Men. Anyone remembers Freddie? He uh, had a little... He, he peed his, pants. his pants. He pissed his pants and was uh, uh, let go. He came back later in the series, though. I liked Freddie as a character. It was uh, also a pretty good show. Um, that's That leads us into golf. Oh, that show. Those, those guys played some golf, right? They were salesmen. And I did want to mention, I did play three outrights. I've not added a fourth yet. I'm looking for a better price than this, but... I got Justin Thomas at a 12 and a half. I think you can still find 11 and a half, maybe a 12. Just basically, I rate him as high or higher than John Rom, Scotty Scheffler, Xander Shoffley, who might withdraw, and Patrick Cantlay. Get and your bets in. Price, his price was longer than any of those. So I ended up taking him as a bit of a price play. He is a guy who uh, obviously is a very, very good golfer, can play with the best of them. And I don't think this. he does kind of have bad numbers on the sort of greens, but when he pots, he pots, like it just doesn't matter. So looking for him to play well, hopefully win this. I played Morikawa, another one too, where I thought the number was a little short. You get 26 or better on him. I would play that. And then Max Homa, who is not a 45 to one kind of golfer. He's an elite golfer with multiple wins. Uh, some of it in good fields. He should be 30 to one. I don't know. I'm maybe I'm way off, and I just have too much love for Max after he made me some money last year. But Max Home at forty-five to one silliness. ridiculous, and he had a baby. You know what that does for your golf game? It's called the nappy the nappy bump. Like you get that you get hashtag perspective. So I'm that's true. You write the
0: positive endorphins.
1: Probably gonna probably gonna win four or five times this year. So Max Home at forty-five to one at Bet Chris right now. Anything better than that, I would bet. I will put all my stuff in the uh, Sports Golf Discord after I finish up with my matchups this afternoon. Excellent,
0: sounds wonderful. I'm looking forward to go back to listen to that. I miss the golf show.
1: I do. I do miss golf just in general. I'm going to watch quite a bit of this just because, like I mentioned this earlier in the week, it's all it's just, great golfers. It, it's, it's a really good field it's and stacked. it's a beautiful course. It is in Hawaii, guys. So, Melikaliki late melakaliki <laughs> to you guys, and we'll catch you here tomorrow. No Thursday night football, though. We'll find something to bet on.